Hello and welcome to the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a great weekend and a great start to your Sunday, a special Sunday edition of the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. You can find uh, myself at StatsSAC on Twitter. You typically can find the show at Locked On Grizz. As I had mentioned last week, the show account on Twitter at this point in time is down. That is in the process of getting resolved. We will have you updated once that is done, and as soon as it's done, or until it's done, uh, you will find all of our great content here at Locked On Grizzlies through uh, the Twitter handle at StatsSAC. My name's Sean Coleman. I've been covering the Grizzlies for three years. I'm a credentialed media member of the Grizzlies, your host here at Locked On Grizzlies, your Grizzlies every day, one-stop shop for all the latest Grizzlies news, insight, perspectives, and honest truth every single day when it comes to the Memphis Grizzlies. And obviously, we have plenty to talk about from yesterday, Saturday, in which several moves became official that, yes, we fully knew about, but now it's nice to have them fully official and verified to paint a clearer picture of how the roster looks going forward. In the first segment, we'll break down the details of each of the moves that were made. In the second segment, talk a bit more about the significance of the Grayson Allen move in particular. And in the third segment, look ahead to this week's, you know, opportunities that await for the Grizzlies Summer League roster. We also want to remind you that you can always follow all the great things that we're doing here at Locked On Grizzlies through various opportunities that we have, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. Every time I post a show, I post a link tree link so you can absolutely connect to the show in any way possible. Make sure to listen, review, subscribe, and enjoy it. We always love the feedback from our listeners and always want to provide content that is relevant to our listeners' preferences. So Saturday basically was the day in which all of the reported moves the Grizzlies had made previously, even going back nearly two weeks to when the Eric Bledsoe, Stephen Adams, and Jonas Valanciunas trade you know, happened before the draft, each of these moves officially they they basically became official yesterday. Um, obviously, the uh, the reason why it was a bit of a delay was because it always was going to be the date of August 6th, which was the new calendar year in the NBA, before the trade of Jonas to New Orleans, and then the subsequent trades that happened after that could become official. One of the reasons why it did not officially happen on August 6th, it waited until August 7th, was because the New Orleans Pelicans were able to work out another part of the deal with the Charlotte Hornets to make it a bit more beneficial on the on the Pelicans' end. But as far as the Grizzlies go, here's the breakdown of what occurred. Yesterday, the deal became official. Jonas Valanciunas, the 17th pick and the 51st pick, went to, from this past draft, went to the New Orleans Pelicans for Stephen Adams, Eric Bledsoe, the 10th overall pick, and the 40th overall pick. Now, of course, besides Stephen Adams and Eric Bledsoe, that also meant that the draft rights to Zaire Williams officially now are you know, belong to Memphis. Yes, we've already talked with Zaire Williams. We've already had the press conference with him here in Memphis, but obviously he's not been able to play in these summer league games in Salt Lake City like some other rookies have due to the fact that we had to wait till the 6th or after for this trade to become official. But he now is officially a part of the Memphis Grizzlies. As of right now, have not received any update. He signed his rookie deal, but that should be a formality, should be a matter of time before he does that. Of course, a second deal that occurred based off the Grizzlies acquiring the 40th pick 
from the New Orleans Pelicans was the Grizzlies trade in the 40th pick as well as their 2022 and 2026 second round picks. They traded those two second round picks plus 40 up to get to number 30. They traded those to the Utah Jazz for pick 30 and that allowed for them to pick Santi Aldama. That now means that Santi Aldama's rights are fully with the Grizzlies, obviously, you know, as a fallout from the Pelicans trade. So the Grizzlies now do have the rights and are responsible for the contracts of Eric Bledsoe, Stephen Adams, and obviously will be signing rookie deals with Zaire Williams as well as Santi Aldama. Now, obviously, a couple of other dominoes that may yet be left to fall are, does Eric Bledsoe wind up staying with Memphis you know, for this season. Another move that we'll get into in just a second made it to where that may be more of a reality than previously thought. Also, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Santi Aldama. Does he stay here? Does he play overseas? He is playing in the summer league, but a decision still could happen for the Grizzlies when it comes to what exactly Santi Aldama is going to be doing in terms of will he be available this year with the team or will he play overseas? That is yet to be determined. But of course, the other move that occurred for this Grizzlies team was trading two guard Grayson Allen to the Milwaukee Bucks. They That became official as of yesterday as well. The Grizzlies traded Grayson Allen to the Milwaukee Bucks for two future second round picks as well as sharpshooting guard Sam Meredith. Now obviously it made sense, you know, from a roster perspective as well as just from an overall contract and depth persp perspective. The Grizzlies basically needed to, you know, create a bit more space in the logjam that they had the, at the two-guard position. Grayson Allen, simply because he only had one year left on his contract, because Desmond Bain and DeAnthony Melton are a bit younger, in my opinion, have a bit more upside, and obviously are controlled longer, Grayson Allen seemed to be one of the more expendable pieces on this roster. And so the Grizzlies traded him to the Milwaukee Bucks for two future second-round picks and sharpshooting two-guard Sam Merrill in the in the second segment, we'll go a bit more into detail as to break down just the significance of all that on the roster for the Grizzlies. But at the end of the day, the Grizzlies were basically able to take two expiring contracts in Jonas Valanciunas and Grayson Allen, though they were significant pieces for this Grizzlies team. They were, they, for much of the year, that was two-fifths of your starting lineup and was two-fifths of a starting lineup with Jaw, Dylan, and Kyle that were extremely successful, especially early in the season. Now, as time went on, it certainly didn't, in games, it certainly didn't wind up being your best lineup to play with, and you could say that in the more critical times of games and the more high leverage part of games, Jonas and Grayson were probably the two most sensible pieces to sit on the bench while you put Jaw, Kyle, and Dylan out in crunch time, in playoff, and in high leverage scenarios. That's a big reason as to why these two pieces were traded. Both Jonas and Grayson were expendable, were, were expiring contracts, contracts that probably did not make sense for the Grizzlies to extend due to the pay raises that would come to Jonas and Grayson. And when you look at the Grizzlies roster, another reason why they were expendable besides contract situations is because it makes sense that they are the two parts of your starting lineup that you use most of the time last year. They are the two parts of the starting lineup where you feel comfortable with replacing with internal options, possibly moving 
move it to Jaron at the five more, maybe give him more playing time. Obviously, you know, Steven Adams stepping in to take care of the physical toll of being a center, but maybe it's Xavier Tillman who steps in and plays the five at times. Maybe Jaron at the five, Kyle at the four, you put in Bain, Melton, or another piece that you know to take the place that Grayson would have usually played. That's the big reason behind this trade from the Grizzlies roster perspective in terms of moving forward. With Jonas and Grayson being expiring contracts, it made sense for the Grizzlies to move on from them since they had realistic internal options that they could rely on to replace that. You're not going to replace the production of Jonas Valanciunas on offense. It's going to be hard to replace the shooting source that Grayson was. But moving on from those two players because of their present value and in return getting better prospects in this draft as well as getting that extra first round pick for Jonas in the 2022 draft and also being able to replenish your stock of second round picks through trading Grayson. It was a great job of this front office being able to take present value, allow for them to get future value, while also hopefully making the roster improved moving forward with talents that will allow for this roster to evolve and become more compatible with not only winning in terms of today's NBA, but also potentially having success in the playoffs and beyond. So certainly sad to see both Jonas and Grayson go, but but obviously it was worth the moves for all the value that the Grizzlies got, both in the present and the future, allowing for this roster to continue to evolve the way this front office knows that it needs to. We're going to get more into the Jonas Valanciunas trade, you know, his replacement, Steven Adams, how does their blood so potentially fit? We'll look at that more extensively later this week, but in particular, Grayson Allen, what does that do for this Grizzlies roster? Coming up, we'll talk about not only Grayson's fit, who steps up to fill it, but also why the return may be a bit more significant than, you know, initially thought when it was announced. We'll discuss the Grayson Allen trade in more detail in just a moment. Did you know that 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose. That is correct. 85%. It is really is it really that surprising? The game is rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts, who have more tools and more time. You don't stand a chance. Introducing Stat Hero. It's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. You name your stakes, winner take all, you have the advantage, Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time. No one else does that. You are in total control. Stat Hero is DFS the way it was meant to be. One-on-one. Play Stat Hero now and change the odds. Go to stathero.com slash locked on, sign up for free, and right now you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match. That's unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash locked on, stathero.com slash locked on. On tomorrow's episode of the Locked on Grizzlies podcast, do certainly want to encourage every one of our valued listeners to tune in to tomorrow's episode. We have a very special guest with firsthand experience in the development of Zaire Williams coming on to the show. Really excited for this guest. We'll keep it a bit of a surprise as to who it is, but on tomorrow's show, please make sure to tune in. You will not want to miss it. Some great insight into the development and overall evolution of Zaire Williams over the past two years. We'll have that for 
for you on tomorrow's episode of the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. So obviously the bigger move that was made was the Jonas Valanciunas for Steven Adams and Eric Bledsoe trade. And again, as I mentioned later on this week, we'll break down obviously what Jonas meant to the Grizzlies. How does the Steven Adams replacement, but you know, where does it improve? Where obviously could production decline when you go from Jonas Valanciunas to Steven Adams? And how does Eric Bledsoe impact things, obviously, with his you know, potential and increased likelihood that he could play for the Grizzlies this season. We'll have all that for you later on this week. But in terms of the Grayson Allen trade, you know, there is significance with it. Obviously, this past season, Grayson Allen, DeAnthony Melton, and Desmond Bain basically, you know, created a three-headed monster. Not necessarily a three-headed problem. It was a good problem to have. But when I say a three-headed monster, you had three talented options that Taylor Jenkins could utilize at different times and in different ways to allow for the Grizzlies to have a backcourt mate that could support John Morant and the rest of the starting lineup. Now, Obviously, Coach Jenkins certainly showed a preference toward Grayson Allen. And I believe the reason why he showed that preference was because you have the shooting, you have the reliability of shooting that Grayson showed in the bubble and obviously showed at the start of last season. I mentioned it many times during the season. You know, it was it was many questioned Coach Jenkins about going with Grayson Allen as a starter next, with Jaw, Dylan, Kyle, and Jonas above others, but it wound up being the right decision. That starting lineup was very successful compared to other starting lineups in the league, especially in the first half of seasons, but he, in the first half of last season. But the reason the reason why Grayson Allen was expendable, beyond the fact that he had an expiring contract, beyond the fact that he was significant, that he's significantly older than DeAnthony Melton or Desmond Bain, it comes down to talent and utilization. When it comes to these three players, Bain, Melton, and Grayson Allen, Bain is the better shooter with higher tangible upside outside of shooting. Than Grayson Allen could offer. And obviously, you know, also being younger, he has more time to develop a higher ceiling. DeAnthony Melton may not be the shooter overall that Bain or Grayson are, but he certainly is much more of an impactful player as a defender, as a two-way threat, in transition, so on and so forth. That is the reason why Grayson Allen was expendable beyond just his expiring contract. He absolutely played his role well as a shooter, as I had mentioned on Twitter last week. In terms of the Grizzlies, only 23 Grizzlies players in the history of the franchise have attempted 400 or more three-point attempts in a Grizzlies uniform. Only 23 players ever have attempted 400 or more threes in a Grizzlies uniform in the history of the franchise. Of those 23 players, only Mike Miller has a higher three-point shooting percentage than Grayson Allen. Grayson Allen is also one of five players in the, in the history of the Grizzlies franchise who, in a season in which they played 50 games, attempted five or more threes per game and shot 39% or better from the field. Grayson, Mike Codley, Tyreek Evans, Mike Miller, and Jared Jackson Jr. So we talked last year about how Bain is one of the best natural shooting talents we've seen. Well, while Grayson may not necessarily be that high on the list, he has been one of the better shooting talents Memphis has seen during its time in existence. We have not seen that many better shooters than Grayson Allen. And so it it certainly is, you know, it, it's significant that he's moving on to another opportunity with the Milwaukee 
bucks. And you may ask yourself, okay, for a team that needs as much shooting as possible, why would you trade a source of that or, or such a reliable source of that in Grayson Allen? Well, at the end of the day, the reason why is because Melton, Bain, and Grayson all fit best at that two-guard position. Whether it be size or whether it be, you know, limited athleticism when it comes to Bain, they just don't have the capability that much of playing elsewhere. There are times where they played the three more than the two, but when that occurred, the Grizzly, that was certainly a liability on defense. A bigger reason why this trade was made outside of the shooting was because Bain and Melton just offer more potential outside of shooting on their end than Grayson could, and that's why the Grizzlies were able to make this move. Though Grayson Allen was certainly successful in the starting lineup with John, Dylan, Kyle, and Jonas, as I had mentioned in the first segment, it made more sense many times, even though they may not have done it every time, it made more sense for Bain as well as Melton to play bigger minutes in critical, in high leverage in playoff situations. We saw it during the playoffs. We saw Bain play more at times than Grayson Allen did. We saw Melton play more at times than Grayson Allen did. It's just because across the board, they could offer more value. And it's not to take anything away from Grayson. He certainly, in the Golden State game, in the elimination game of the play-in tournament, he hit big shot after big shot to help the Grizzlies get into the playoffs. Game three of the series against Utah, his shooting allowed for the Grizzlies to almost come back and steal game three. Grayson Allen not only hit shots consistently, he hit them in big situations. But because the Grizzlies had both Melton and Bain under longer control, they could offer more value outside of shooting. And to be honest, it's just an opportunity for the Grizzlies to give more minutes to players that are going to fit into the future more sensibly than Grayson. That is a big reason why this trade was made. But beyond the Grayson-Allen inclusion in this trade, and by the way, the Grizzlies took care of Grayson by trading him to a great situation in Milwaukee. Bryn Forbes left the Bucks to go back to San Antonio. Grayson-Allen steps right back, steps right into that role as a bench shooting source who also can make plays elsewhere, but that you feel comfortably you know, you feel comfortable playing in clutch situations. That's the exact role that Grayson Allen fills for Milwaukee. So the Grizzlies took care of Grayson by sending him to a championship contender where he could fill a role immediately. But for the Grizzlies beyond getting future value for present value, beyond now allowing for both Desmond Bain and DeAnthony Melton to have expanded roles, this again is where a creative front office operates. In the last two seasons of the NBA drafts, the Grizzlies have moved up from 40 to 30 in both drafts. In each of those situations, they moved up from 40 to 30 to get Desmond Bain in 2020, moved up from 40 to 30 to get Santi Aldama in 2021. In both situations, the Grizzlies used future second-round picks in order to make those moves, to move up to get players that they wanted and to get them on that four-year contract to where they are cheap sources of production. Desmond Bain easily could become one of the more valuable role-player contracts in the NBA if he continues to build off his rookie season, and that's because he was drafted in the first round. So in doing that, in trading those second-round picks over the past two years, the Grizzlies Grizzlies certainly were becoming, you know, light when it came to their cupboard of second-round picks. 
being able to trade Grayson for these second-round picks now gives the Grizzlies another ar- and more picks in their arsenal to once again make moves in the future, just like they have in the present, to get good value on cost-controlled contracts. That certainly is something that is very valuable, especially to a smaller market team. And, and you know, obviously, at the end of the day, the other thing about it is this: is that the Grizzlies did a great job in developing Grayson Allen, but with his extension coming up and him likely wanting to raise, it was just hard to see them making the commitment to him. But I also don't think I, one of the things that I do not think should be slept on is the acquisition of Sam Merrill. Now, basically, what you're doing is you're trading Grayson Allen for a bit less upside, less overall talented version of himself in Sam Merrill. However, what you are doing is you are getting a better shooter in Sam Merrill. The Another move that came from this was not only the Grizzlies acquiring Sam Merrill, but according to Tony Jones of The Athletic, it does appear as if they're guaranteeing his contract and he will be a part of the roster this season. Now, there's not a lot of upside outside of shooting. But in terms of the bench unit needing another, basically, sniper, another reliable shooting source, it's hard to find one that was going to be more available at cheaper cost than Sam Merrill. Consider this. When it comes to their shooting production in college, we talk about how valuable and how talented Desmond Bain is shooting the three. In college, Desmond Bain, on 575 three-point attempts, made 249 of his shots. Sam Merrill, on 759 three-point attempts, made 319 shots, uh, three-point shots. We're talking about on over 750 three-point attempts, Sam Merrill made 42% of his threes. Last year, he was 21 of 47 from three. Merrill is going to make his three-point shots, and that certainly, and we all saw it last year. There were many nights where a reason why the Grizzlies were able to win games was because of a hot shooting streak coming from a bench option shooting the three, whether it was Grayson, Melton, or Bain. Merrill may not have the upside to where you can trust him for 20 to 25 minutes a game, especially in the starting lineup, like you could Grayson at times, but he certainly does have the reliable shooting stroke that makes you comfortable putting him out there with the talent that Grizzlies have on their bench as a needed source of three-point shooting to support the roster. So that's where the reason why Grayson Allen was traded. You get more control on a player that may not overall have his upside, but certainly could add similar shooting value when he's on the court in Sam Merrill, and you also allow for yourself to find a way to replenish your stock of second-round picks, which could be valuable in the future, and as you get closer to contention, you could make another move just as you have over the past two drafts to get a desired piece of the roster that's controlled by trading up in the draft. It's all about finding moves after moves after moves for a creative front office, and that's what was able to be done. Grayson Allen certainly should be commended for how he improved and how well he played during his time in Memphis, but this front office should also be commended for how well they did in turning him into valuable pieces for the future that could continue to allow for this Grizzlies team to evolve as time moves on. But obviously, we don't have to wait to see the potential that's here with some of these younger pieces that have been added to the Grizzlies roster moving forward. The Summer League is upon us. Coming up, I'm going to talk about the roster as well as the schedule and what to look for in Vegas. Do you ever feel yourself wanting to make an addition to your day 
that is a snack that can taste great but also add health benefits. I think many of us would love to find a consistent addition to our day that could allow for that to happen. Something we could have in the morning for breakfast, maybe in the afternoon as a snack that, you know, obviously is not too heavy, obviously adds benefit to our day, both to give us a boost as well as a source of healthy, you know, products, but also allows for you to be able to have different options that you could choose from when it comes to taste. Well, that's Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It tastes great, but also adds a boost in health benefits to your day. And there's over 18 different flavors to choose from when you go to BuiltBar.com. The great thing also is that when you go to BuiltBar.com, you could put in the promo code LOCKED15, that's LOCKED15, and get 15% off your next order from Built Bar. Once you make it a part of your day, I think it's going to be there to stay. Go to BuiltBar.com right now, put in the promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your next order from Built Bar. Listen, the month of July was certainly a fun month. So many things to enjoy when it comes to being a sports fan. And when it comes to wagering and betting on sports, while you still have baseball, MMA, and other things going on in the month of August, the big news is that on the horizon, less than a month away now, college football and pro football are just around the corner. And if you want the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action, betonline.ag is the place for you. Get all the latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs, including MLB, UFC and MMA action and in time football. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs for the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device and put in the promo code Locked On to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbooks experts. Once again, I want to remind everyone that tomorrow we have a very special guest on the Locked On Grizzlies podcast, someone that had a firsthand role in the development of Zaire Williams over the past few seasons, a very exciting account of just how much Zaire Williams as a person and as a player has evolved over the past few years. That will be tomorrow. Really excited for this interview. Make sure you tune in. It will be available tomorrow afternoon, but really excited for the details that come from this. Hope you enjoy. That'll be tomorrow on the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. So beyond waiting for the news to come down the pipeline as far as making the moves that the Grizzlies had done in terms of trades and the draft official over this, you know, yesterday. This past week has been exciting because the Grizzlies have actually played three games. They played in basically a warm-up for the 2021 Vegas Summer League by participating in the Salt Lake Summer League. Three games and four nights, the Grizzlies went two and one and looked really good. Names such as Romeo Weems, Keaton Wallace, Yves Pods all stood out. Obviously, established NBA players like Desmond Bain, Xavier Tillman, and John Conchar all performed really well. They showed, you know, why they should be playing so well, you know, because of, you know, just at this point in time, Conchar, Tillman, and Bain probably are a bit more advanced than many of the other summer league talents. And of course, Killian Tilly, who is playing for a contract, whether it be for the with the Grizzlies or elsewhere, he performed really well also. And what stood out about this Grizzlies team, as many, myself and others, had talked about beforehand, was that the defensive ability of this summer league roster really shined. It especially shined in the first game against, you know, the Salt Lake or the uh, Utah Jazzes. I believe it was their blue team. I, I could be wrong, but in the first game against the Salt or against the Utah Jazz, that that's when the defense really stood out. But also in the third game, this defense really stepped up, especially in the third quarter, and shut down You know, a, a team in San Antonio that featured really intriguing young talents like Devin Vassell as well as Josh. 
Now this team heads to Vegas, and it gets a bit more exciting. Obviously, they're going to be on a bigger stage, you know, being in Vegas against the rest of the NBA. But also, you now see the additions of newly acquired guard Sam Meredith, as well as the really, really anticipated debuts, at least in Summer League, of draft pick Zaire Williams and Santi Aldama. Those players have been added to the roster for Vegas. So now you take the team that you saw in Salt Lake City, and you add a sharp shooting source in Merrill, and obviously the intriguing talents of Zaire Williams and Santi Aldama. It'll be really interesting to see how playing time is preferred for this team. You would imagine that you're going to see probably extended minutes at first for the established talents like Bain, like Tillman, like Conchar, and others, and you're going to be working in Aldama, probably Merrill as well, you're going to be working in Aldama and Williams, and they're going to be getting increased minutes as time goes on, but you've also got to find playing time for players that likely are, are, are going to be of interest when it comes to their future with the Grizzlies and around the NBA. Before we get a more, bit more into that, the schedule plays out as this. The Grizzlies start play tomorrow, August 9th, at 4 p.m. Central against the Brooklyn Nets. On, then on Wednesday, Wednesday, they play against the Miami Heat at 4 p.m. On Friday, they play against the Sacramento Kings at 8 p.m. And then a week from today, which would be August 15th, next Sunday, the Grizzlies play their final scheduled summer league game against the Chicago Bulls. Now, we could see, like in 2019, when the Grizzlies won the summer league title, we could see this Grizzlies team make the playoffs. But those are the four scheduled games. The Grizzlies will be playing every other day starting tomorrow, which will be Monday, August 9th. They'll be playing every other day with four scheduled games. But we know several of the outcomes. We know what's going to happen with several of the players that are on this roster. Obviously, Conchar, Bain, and Tillman, they're already under contract. They're already a part of this Grizzlies roster. What happens with other players who are played for roster spots? Now, obviously, you could include Zaire Williams in that. But does Santi Aldama's play in the Summer League potentially impact whether or not he is going to stay you know, with the team this year or potentially play overseas? That's to be determined. The fallout from that is what happens with Killian Tilly, who the Grizzlies did make a decision to make him a restricted free agent. Like I mentioned when the decision was made, I didn't necessarily think that meant it was you know, a foregone conclusion that he would be on the roster. It just made it seem as if the Grizzlies wanted the ability to have the, to have the chance to match any offers made to him if they had the roster space. So if Santi Aldama winds up being a drafted stats option and plays overseas this year, then Killian Tilly could be the natural guy for the Grizzlies to sign to a similar contract that they signed Jonte Porter to last year. He could be the guy to sign for that final roster spot. You also have two-way spots as well as potential roster spots in the Memphis Hustle to be determined. And names like Yves Pons, names like Keaton Wallace and Romeo Weems, those are a few names that have really stood out at times during their, their, their showcase in Salt Lake City. If any of those names were to get extended runs, especially Pons, Wallace, or Weems, if they were to stand out and get extended runs, that could lead to a potential two-way opportunity or G League opportunity with the Grizzlies. But if not, obviously it seems like that those three players are destined to, in some way, shape, or form across the league, 
accomplish either a two-way contract or a G League roster spot. It'll really see it, it will really be something to watch to see if those three players can build off their success in Salt Lake to obviously make the most of an opportunity to start their NBA careers in some way, form, or fashion. As far as the style of play, defense turning into offense. That's what really stands out for this Grizzlies this Grizzlies Summer League roster. But a few other areas to really hopefully be intrigued by. How will the, this Grizzlies roster, especially with more playmaking duties falling on Desmond Bain and John Conchar, how will those two players do in those roles? Could we see that responsibility potentially extended to Zaire Williams, who showed a bit of it in college, or Santi Aldama? who was the main playmaker on his team at Loyola, Maryland. That's where another intriguing part of this summer league roster comes into play is where will the playmaking duties fall among the more featured players on this roster. And of course, turning defense into offense. At times, this summer league roster showed that it had very, very good potential as a defensive team. Will it be able to take advantage of the matchups that it's going to face, play good defense, turn defense into offense, good transition, opportunities and can the offense continue to offer good ball movement to find really good shooting sources in Sean McDermott Desmond Bain, Sam Merrill and others. It's going to be a lot of fun to see. But like I say, some names to watch are Yves Pons, Romeo Weems and Keaton Wallace and also watching the potential playmaking ability of Aldama Williams, Bain and Conchar is something to really keep an eye out on as well as how good this team plays defensively. It's going to be a lot of fun and I I think it's going to be a successful summer league schedule for the Grizzlies. Hopefully, it can lead to another opportunity in the playoffs to where the Grizzlies can repeat as summer league champs as they did in 2019. Make sure you enjoy all of it, and we'll obviously have it all covered for you here at Locked on Grizzlies. Once again, my name is Sean Coleman. Thanks so much for joining us for this edition of the show. Again tomorrow, a very special episode of Locked on Grizzlies. Make sure to tune in. We'll be talking with a source that has had a, that has had a first-hand account. First, uh, He's had first-hand experience in the development of Zaire Williams over the past few seasons. Going to be a lot of fun having this interview and hope that you can certainly enjoy it. Make sure you enjoy all the great shows from Locked on Grizzlies, your Grizzlies every day. Review, or make sure you listen review, subscribe. Let us know what you think of the show. Make sure you always let us know what content you want to be covered. That's the goal of each and every show that we provide. Again, my name is Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. We'll talk to you again soon here on the Locked on Grizzlies podcast.